the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today. We have a lot to get through today. So I want you to take your Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject of kingdom come, kingdom come. We're in this series called the kingdom of God. We come today to the final chapter, chapter 5 of the first letter, 1 Thessalonians. Next week, we'll dive into 2 Thessalonians. And there's one thing that we know for sure about the Thessalonians, and that is they had a lot of questions about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the biggest question is this. While we're waiting, because they believed that he was indeed returning, but the question is, while we're waiting, what should we be doing? If the Lord could return at any minute, if he could return on any day, how should we spend this day? And I've got five main principles from today's text. So number one, the first point of the five, write this down. Do not be surprised. Do not be shocked. One day, Jesus will return. No doubt about it. And you can write this number down there in your notes. In the New Testament, not the old, but in the new, there are over 300 verses, 300 verses that talk about the return of Jesus Christ. That's about one out of every 30 verses in the New Testament has something to do with the second coming of Jesus. Now, our, our text, our letter, 1 Thessalonians, is probably one of the most detailed sections in the Bible that talk about the second coming. So I want to begin just by reading through it. And we're going to actually start up there in chapter 4, verse 13, if you have your Bibles. Uh, we stopped last weekend at this verse, and so I want to pick it up from there. We'll read the rest of chapter 4, and we'll read the first four verses of chapter 5. How many of you are with me? You're with me. You're with me. All right, let's read. The first word is brothers. Everybody say brothers. brothers. We do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep. And he's not talking about people who fall asleep in church. He's talking about people who've died. And he says, 
we don't want you to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord Himself, I want you to say the Lord Himself. Uh, He's not sending somebody else. He's coming back Himself. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven and with a loud command, I want you to say loud command. I might mention that at the very end of this message. With a loud command and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Chapter 5, verse 1. Now, brothers, about times and dates. Everybody say times and dates. About times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers are not in darkness, so that this day should not surprise you like a thief. Now there's basically two main points of emphasis in all of that scripture. Point number one, he's coming back. And I want you to turn to your neighbor, here's what I want you to say, I want you to say, he's coming back Jack. And then say, that's a fact. And the second thing I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, it could be today. Say that. It could be today. Paul uses a metaphor that Jesus also used in his teachings of a thief coming when you don't expect him to describe the Lord's return. And the reason they use this analogy of a thief coming at a time that is totally unpredictable is to let you know that no one knows for sure when Jesus is returning, but because we don't know for sure when, it's an encouragement that we must remain constantly vigilant. The biggest difference between Christians who lived in the first century and Christians who live today in the 21st century is that first century Christians lived as though Jesus could return at any moment. And if you go back and you read again in chapter 1, verse 10, it is very clear that the Thessalonians were waiting, anticipating his return. They were eagerly, longingly anticipating, expecting his return. But the question is, are we? Paul says that the Lord will come like a thief in the night. It's a little bit of a dilemma for us because on one hand, no one knows the day nor the hour, therefore we should stay busy trying to make a difference for God here in this world. But on the other hand, 
Don't be surprised if he returns today. Martin Luther had it right when he said these words, I only have two days written down on my calendar, today and that day. In other words, live for Jesus today because today is all you have promised. But also get ready for that day, the day of the Lord's return. Get ready for that day as if that day could be this day. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Number two, write this down. Do not be foolish. Do not be foolish. Be alert and self-controlled as a believer. Now again, this was written to Christian people. Since we know as believers that the Lord could return at any moment, how should we live our life? Well, let's look at verse 15. You, as believers... You're all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be, here's this word again, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us. So that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. In summary, I want you to write this down. He's telling us to wise up, wake up, and dress up. Wise up, wake up, wake up, and dress up. First, wise up. He's saying to us, don't live as children of the night, getting drunk like the world gets drunk. You and I as Christians should be smarter than that. We should be uh, more self-controlled than that. We should not be living like the world lives. And then he says to wake up, live as children of the day, be Be alert. Be wise to what's going on in this world. Dr. Vance Havner used to say that you can take any child of God, give them a Bible and a candle, and put them in a dark dungeon. He will know more about what's going on in the world than all the wiseacres in Congress and the Pentagon put together. As Christians, we need to be alert and aware of the spiritual battle that is being fought in the heavenly realms. We need to be aware of Satan's schemes that's trying to take us down. We need to be aware of Jesus' imminent return, and we should be hyper, I mean hyper-sensitive that it could be today, that time is short. 
In other words, we need to wake up. There are too many Christians, Christians, who are sleeping spiritually. We're snoozing. We need to wake up. We need to get off of the sidelines, and we need to get in the game. The sin of apathy towards the things of God is a grave sin. There was a singer-songwriter back in the 80s. His name was Keith Green. I want you to write his name down somewhere. And he died in an airplane crash in 1982. He was on a little plane. Two of his children were in the plane that died that day. And Christian songwriters today don't write songs like Keith Green wrote and sang. He's just, everything is too happy, 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 happy. And this brother sang songs that truly came from his heart. And back when I was in Bible college, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, (laughs) I used to sit in my room studying, working on graduating and preparing my life to be a minister, and I would have his music playing. And you can go to uh, Spotify and look up Keith Green collection, and you'll, you can see and hear his songs. Even today, they're powerful. And he wrote a song and sang a song called Asleep in the Light. And that song comes from the text that I just read to you. I want to read you the words of the lyrics of that song. Do you see, do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care, don't you care? Are you going to let them drown? How can you be so numb not to care if they come? You close your eyes and pretend the job's done. The world is sleeping in the dark and the church can't fight because it's asleep in the light. How can you be so dead when you've been so well fed? Jesus rose from the grave, and you, you can't even get out of bed. Oh, Jesus rose from the dead. Come on, get out of your bed. Oh, that's a song right there. Wise up, wake up, dress up. In verse 8 and 9, he's talking about putting on the spiritual armor. And we don't, listen to me, we don't stand a chance in this world without our spiritual armor. You ever seen a football game and a guy's helmet comes off of him and he still charges in there and gets beat up? That's how foolish we are. If we don't have our spiritual armor on and we're trying to fight the devil... We need to be alert. We need to be prepared. We need to stay engaged. We need to be ready. We need to be self-controlled. We got to get our armor on because as a believer, this could be the day. It could be the day. Number three, number three. Do not be idle. Everybody say, do not be idle. But be kind. Be helpful. And be patient with everyone. Oh, I want to read these next four verses to you. I hope you're with me. Look at verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers, 
to respect those who work hard. You know anybody who works hard? He said, have you seen somebody who works hard? You need to respect that person. And respect those who are over you in the Lord. What does that mean? That, that, that means those, your spiritual leaders, those people who have disciples you or who teach you spiritually, those who admonish you in the Lord. You need to show respect for those people. And it says in verse 13, hold them in the highest regard, in love, because of their work. And then he says, live in peace with each other. With who? With who? We're supposed to live in peace with who? With each other. In verse 14, he says, And we urge you, brothers, to warn those who are idle. Warn those who are lazy. Those who are not involved. Those who are sitting on the sidelines. And encourage the timid. That's the people who say, I'm afraid. I don't know what I can do. I, I can't really make a difference in this world. I just, it's just little old me. I'm just, I'm just scared. Encourage that person. Help the weak. And be patient with everyone. Verse 15. Make sure that nobody pays back. Now notice what it says. He doesn't say make sure that nobody does wrong. It's not what it says. Because if you live in a fallen world, you are going to be wronged. He says, he doesn't say make sure no one does wrong. He says make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always try. Oh, I know it's hard. But try to be kind. To each other and to everyone else. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you would not recognize this world if everybody lived according to those four verses. You wouldn't recognize this world. In other words, as Christians, a lot of stuff going on, and we're waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back. Come on, Lord, we want you to come back now because we're getting tired of everything that we see. And the words are, we shouldn't be just sitting around twiddling our thumbs. Well, there's a lot going on. I don't want to be involved. I'm waiting for the Lord. The Lord's going to come back. Things are going to be fine. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to twiddle my thumbs until he returns. He said, don't be that. Don't be idle like that. Get involved. Take every moment you have left. Respect one another. Live in peace with one another. Encourage all people. Help those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Always try to be kind. Do not pay back wrong for wrong. We're not supposed to sit around doing nothing. No, as believers, we should take every moment. We should be trying to build bridges and bring people together. Is what we should be doing. You know, today we live in what's called the cancel culture. It doesn't matter what you say. There's just a segment of society that disagrees with you. And they will cancel you out. And we're good at it too. 
Anybody says anything we don't like? Oh. We're going to say all kinds of bad things about you. And he's saying that's lazy. It takes work. It takes work to live in peace with each other. It takes work to encourage one another. It takes work and effort to help, to show patience, and to be kind to one another. But that's exactly what God has called us to be, is to be kind to one another. We need this word. And number four, he says, don't be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. Be joyful. Be prayerful. And be thankful. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchored Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888 888- 818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchor Journal today. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. If you're struggling with the loss of a loved one and you feel like you need help to get through it, we are here for you. It's called GriefShare. GriefShare is a friendly, caring group of people who will walk alongside you through one of life's most difficult experiences. 
the loss of a loved one. You can meet with a support group here at Shepherd Church or with a local group near you. You don't have to go through the grieving process alone. Grief Share support groups are led by people who understand what you are going through and want to help. You'll gain access to valuable Grief Share resources to help you recover from your loss and look forward to rebuilding your life. To learn more about Grief Share, visit griefshare.org to find a support group near you. That's griefshare.org to learn more. I'm Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor of Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, and I'd like to invite you to our services on Easter weekend. Maybe it's been years since you've been to a church, or maybe you've never been at all. Well, this Easter would be the perfect time to experience a community of people who believe in what God can do in your life. Join us at one of our three locations, Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, Aqua Dulce, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.